welcome to the Story of Design podcast. I'm Karina, your host, creator of the Design Story, who truly believes that there is so much more to design than meets the eye. This is a podcast that asks the why around design. We'll dig into designers, creative thinkers, and businesses that have stakes in shaping the future of the design industry. I'm inviting you all to join me in connecting with the effects of good, well-thought-of design. So let's begin. This episode is sponsored by BioLiving, an innovator in sustainable weaving practices for design and architectural applications. Rizvi Hassan is an architect based in Bangladesh who has completed a number of projects in his home country. And one of the most notable one recently is a collection of buildings at a Hindu Para Rohingya refugee camp. And Hindu Para community is a minority group amongst Rohingya refugees who are now living in the world's largest refugee camp in Kutopalong. Rizvi's practice shows a social or a community aspect in architecture that I don't think we've discussed before in this show, like community building, community empowerment, and involvement with the tools that the architect provides. I think this is what Rispy calls architecture in a wider spectrum, which we'll discuss later. But yeah, really looking forward to learning more about it in this conversation. So thank you so much, Rispy, for being here. Hi, Karina. Uh, thank you for having me here and inviting me uh, in this discussion. Uh, yeah, uh, as you said, uh, I, I try to look architecture in a broader spectrum and I'll definitely try to <laughs> uh, clear that answer in this discussion. <laughs> yeah, no, it is wonderful that you use architecture as a tool to help others through your yes. community center in Hindu Para Rohingya refugee camp project. Um, yes. Do you want to tell us how you first came across the project or what was the first intention? Yes, so uh, I have been working with a few non-governmental organizations in this region for a while. And uh, firstly, I was uh, engaged in this uh, context to design some administrative buildings mainly. Mm -hmm. Then I came to know the camp, the character of people, the culture here. Uh, I try to understand what they're going through uh, and what is needed uh, mostly. So what I found out uh, here is that there was an emergency phase in this context uh, in the refugee camp. And from uh, that phase, it's now transitioning uh, in a development phase, I must say. So the development phase in, in a refugee camp uh, is really very different from any other city or any other village. It still has to be temporary, but mm. it's about more organizing the context or more organizing the people's behavior or uh, working with their psychology or conserving their culture. The main issues are here is that they lost their identity, their refugees, and they struggle with preserving their culture mainly. So uh, when I, I was working with these uh, organizations, they, they were proposing these different uh, ideas. If you, if you can like offer a cultural center or community center or what they can actually gather and maybe come together and uh, okay, uh, take a break and uh, talk about their previous culture and what can be forward. So yeah. I found out these um, 
proposals were going on and uh, where architecture was not very much first uh, intention, but mm -hmm. mostly they work uh, with uh, psychology of the people or how can they be benefited in other ways. So I tried to convince these uh, sectors or these people that, okay, maybe we can design this community center that can, that the place can hold the culture itself. So yeah, the intention started from that in, in this particular context. Uh, and we came up this, with this few projects that tried to identify their identity mainly, actually. Yeah, that's pretty much how, how we started working here. Uh, and we had to uh, like go through a lot of projects, or a, lot, a lot of surveys to understand what they need or what is the actual need. So from that, we came up with the idea that, okay, maybe the build space or build structure is, is important here, but it can be a tool, as you said, as you mentioned, to connect the people mainly, uh, the, the most that they need right now to have them there and to engage them in the process to understand what, what is they're going through. Wow. The first intention or the brief was to actually to create a behavior and still some yes. identity. And so it's a behavior flow thing. Then you sort of approach it from an architecture point of view. Yes. How big was the site? I, I, I mean, yes, it is like a refugee camp, but yes. With, it's like a community, like a, like a complex on its own, right? Yes. So uh, in this particular project, we got lucky to have a bigger site, actually. It was like, uh, I must say, how much was 400 square meter, I think, uh, the, so mm. the site. And uh, we built like 200 square meter of, of the area. In other camps, the sites are very dense or very short. Uh, you don't get a much bigger space. So we tried to experiment in this particular project a scheme that is very concentrated uh, rather than uh, dispersed or fragmented. Uh, it usually doesn't take a lot of space. So we tried to come up with a scheme that can be used to build any kind of space. Uh, any required space, maybe you need a 10 feet by 10 feet room, or maybe you can, you need a bigger hall, and um, you can assemble these modules or modular partitions that that can actually uh, make some any kind of space you want. So yeah, uh, the Hindupara uh, Refugee Community Center was pretty much concentrated, I, I would say. And if you have uh, followed uh, some previous um, experiments or uh, projects. Uh, those are safe spaces for uh, women and girls. Those are, we try to focus on creating spaces, wider spaces, interior courts and uh, everything. Yeah, but as I said, that, that the camp is uh, uh, entering into a development phase and, uh, uh, and every day the, lands are, the land scarcity is a, it's an issue here. So yeah, uh, we, we had to come up with this scheme that, that can be built in any uh, in it or in that's great yeah so if it is for the people and they were already there were yes. the people involved in the project in somehow maybe in the landscaping or maybe during the construction also so yeah that was pretty much the idea to uh, engage them in every phase of the construction pre-phase of the construction and after construction uh, we tried to figure out how we could engage them uh, so 
because they always don't take us positively or they always uh, don't feel very comfortable working with us. Uh, so we had to plan this in a way that they can be engaged in the pre pre-construction phase, the during construction phase and the after construction. Uh, so uh, uh, before construction, we were like uh, trying to understand their ideas or their stories or the culture they had gone through um, or the previous culture they have lived in. So um, uh, during that phase, they, it, it was pretty much uh, knowing each other. And uh, during the construction phase, the Masons were like, uh, uh, okay, uh, we, we, were, we were there on site and we were experimenting with this and that with different materials on what can be done, what can be the, uh, how, how the partition can be designed, how the roof can be, and how the patterns of the floor can, floors can be. Um, uh, and the masons are pretty much there all the time and they pretty much dominated what, what should be uh, uh, the final uh, outlook or the final design. And we, it was pretty much a collaboration. And when there was something on the side, like there's a shade, there's a structure there, and um, then the locals and the users and the refugees uh, would uh, get involved and they came there and um, shared their ideas, what they're thinking about it, how is it going. Uh, and it was pretty much then when we tried to engage them with like, uh, the other layers that of, of the design, like landscaping and painting the walls and um, the painting the screens and everything. So, uh, yeah, uh, when um, they were involved, uh, it was pretty much exciting for everyone uh, because uh, it was a lot of things going on. Like they're throwing these, uh, we should do these and we should do that. Uh, so they were like divided in separate groups and they listed some plants, the name of the plants that, are, that is particularly important for Hindu culture, uh, uh, for their festivals that they can be, uh, they, that can be planted in the compound and that will be useful mm -hmm. further. And um, they were like these groups of host community and these groups of uh, refugee community and they collaborated the wall paintings uh, so it was pretty much uh, like a beautiful event, a beautiful sight to see them collaborating uh, and creating the patterns and creating, coloring the screens. Uh, so yeah, it was very exciting for us too. Cool. Yeah. So I think the effect is not only do they learn something new, but they also take like ownership on top of that trust yes. that you built over time, right? Yes, yes. Can you also talk about maybe the low impact materials for the construction or the simple yeah. architecture that you use for this project? In our experience, uh, the camp is going through a lot of constructions and a lot of works. Uh, different organizations are like investing a lot of money uh, and trying to figure out what should be the scheme that is temporary, but still it, it can uh, enhance the quality. Often in many other projects, it's uh, the bamboos, uh, bamboo structures that are, that are being built or the steel structures that are being built. Those uh, always don't come up with uh, the perfect solution or the good solution that, that can be maybe relocated if necessary or maybe 
uh, reused if, if necessary because you know camp uh, the camp is very unpredictable policies changes and uh, structures like they gets relocated very often so yeah uh, so material uh, was uh, a vital uh, consideration here too because uh, we didn't want to think our effort as 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 an as a wastage uh, maybe after a couple of years if it needs to be relocated it can be relocated so we tried to figure out what should be the right material from uh, that can be found nearby and um, that can be availed by uh, the community if further needed because in the long run they are going to repair it and they're going to maintain it uh, so right. So we came up with the uh, idea that okay, minimum steel uh, can be proposed as uh, as we do not often get uh, treated bamboos here. Um, we do not have that facility yet. Um, that treated bamboos, uh, if if you could, if we could avail the treated bamboo that is uh, harvested directly from the source, we could like go for the bamboos. Okay, um, that's the best solution. But since that is not very much available right now. We went for steel and and uh, muli bamboo in field. The partitioning, uh, the muli bamboo that is that can be harvested like in another year, in the in the yeah. site, in the very own site. So yeah, that was the uh, pretty much idea that designing the modules or flat pack system that is uh, that uh, has to do with the uh, ideal sizes or the sizes of the materials found nearby, and they can easily follow it and maybe uh, make their own homes or own shelters with these two. Cool. Uh, that's great. Yes. So maybe let's talk about you as an architect. Um, what has this project taught you about your approach to architecture or about architecture itself? Uh, what I found out in this context particularly, or I think uh, in any rural context, uh, the construction process can be considered as an event. We often maybe perceive architecture as the final product or the final spaces or the final photos, but the whole process, maybe designing the, designing the structure or building the structure with them and trying to figure out with them what is the right thing to do and what is adaptable to them. And the whole construction process, if you consider it as an event, a lot of things, many people are engaged here. They share their ideas, ideologies, and knowledges and everything. Uh, and what is more important is that a lot of Masons are engaged in, the, in this difficult job, in this difficult uh, construction job, and they get back to their home at night or at evening, right? So it was. It is. It should be our consideration that maybe the the work through the whole day. This can be enjoyable. This can they can learn something from it, and they can be uh, developed through the process. Uh, rather than they're providing a service and going back to home, uh, we we try to set this system or process that they can be developed further. And uh, it quite happened. It quite happened because uh, uh, after a few constructions of uh, different community centers and different projects, uh, they were excited more about like making the things better, making it more crafty, uh, 
they were even dominating us. Like, okay, I will design the roof. You don't have to worry. <laughs> you don't have to yeah. visit. Uh, yeah, you just you just can't. Uh, you just can't uh, visit the site next week. You will see what I do. Uh, it it got into them, and they uh, started building that that attitude. What happens th- uh, there is that maybe we focus on, on one or two or three projects, but there are a lot of constructions, a lot of environment designing going on every time, every every, every day. So when when they grow their attitude of like um, building something beautiful or um, making a craft crafty space, they try to implement it everywhere, even in their home, even in their own veranda or in their kitchen, they try to make their, their life quality a little bit better. So yeah, uh, to me, uh, the biggest learning was that the process should be considered in this type of projects, especially if you are working with a community or a space that has to do a lot of, uh, many things to do with a lot of people, you should like consider how you are building it and with what you are building it. Uh, is, is this handcrafted? Is this possible with like local tools? Is it possible with uh, local knowledge? And maybe you are, are, are you teaching them to create something a little, more be- little bit more better with um, what they have in hand? So, because you can do a lot of things here. Uh, you can uh, co- hire a construction firm that will build the space for you and um, and it, it will be a beautiful space if you want. But rather than that, I find this more successful because it has to. The process has to do a lot of things with them. Yeah, it is often overlooked. Yeah, especially if yeah. architects, if they're already set with wanting the building to look like this or wanting the site yes. to look like a certain thing, then they will do any means to achieve that and like forget about the process, especially the feedback process that you, that was like very valuable, right? Not only in educating the people that do it, but eventually it's like a domino effect where they will also be doing this positive stuff to their own environment. So it is like an educational process. You would say yes. so. It's like yes. uh, building their education, and then this yes. gets amplified to other people also. Yes, because you know, uh, uh, we came to know these uh, uh, these local people from here, and they were sharing like what they needed in life. I asked them like, "You have a beautiful village. You have a beautiful land. You can see the hills from your home. What else do you need?" So they were saying that. Uh, they were lacking the education. I mean, no one was there for there for them and maybe teaching their children something or maybe nobody's letting them know how the life should be or nobody's acknowledging or creating any appreciation for, for them. So yeah, the education and, and being there for them is very important in this context because they have pretty much everything. <laughs> with them like they have these lands they are cultivating their own food they have like beautiful homes they, are, they have beautiful every facilities they have here except education uh, so uh, they get pretty much insecure about uh, living in the rural, rural rural context maybe they think okay we are not in the right place or we should go to a city or another country maybe 
so that creates the imbalance i think um, and yeah now the more you spend your your time and your efforts with them uh, the more they will be confident with with time i think that's yeah. very cool okay last but not least any thoughts on being exposed to different notions or what we said earlier in the intro architecture in a wider spectrum yeah uh <laughs> okay uh so to me wider spectrum means keeping the architecture education aside and thinking as a general person maybe uh, we often get biased with different ideas that i have to do this in life to prove myself as an architect that i have to do uh okay maybe some beautiful projects uh, to prove that i am an architect but uh, uh life is more wider than that and uh, you ha- you are born as a human being and you have gone through an education process you have uh, developed certain skills but that doesn't mean that you have to do what you have been taught you can use it as your tool you can use it for what you are trying to do in the first place or what you are trying to do that feels right to you so yeah uh, that's pretty much uh, i think uh, architecture in a wider spectrum means to me that uh, not thinking as an architect but as a general person what should be done for the society because you know i i often think that architecture practice uh, shifts its paradigm you know maybe in the last century uh, there was a certain uh, artistic practices or sculptural practices Uh, that we appreciate it a lot but it's 2020 and um, we are facing these uh, emergency situations the refugee numbers are increasing and the world is uh, going through some emergency conditions maybe it it can get worse so we have to think like normal uh, civilized people that okay this is the situation of my society this is the emergency uh, responses we have we need to be prepared for and and that's how i see my practices like okay uh, if i need to do something else rather than architecture uh, i i can i should be ready for it and when i have the chance to uh, uh, okay build something that can add add value to the quality of life uh, we can go for it and yeah uh that will come up with uh with the right thing for the right time yeah that means if you're open you are also opening yourself up to the bigger impact and a bigger positivity that you project out to the world right? yes yes that's awesome yeah. i think it's very admirable what you are doing because again it shows architecture is not only a profession but it is also a tool to a bigger community to empower a community to involve them in somehow and also yeah. to educate different people with different yeah. backgrounds and contributions so no oh, thank you so much for sharing today yeah <laughs> you're welcome thank you so much for listening to this episode please connect with us on our website and social media 
Our Instagram is the design story with two Y's because the one Y was already taken. But in all seriousness, we would really love to hear from you. So shoot us feedback, questions, and share with your friends. If this is your first time on Story of Design, welcome to the community. Subscribe and leave a review if this motivates you in some ways. Take care and stay inspired.